This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. What's up, San Diego? How is everyone doing on this Thursday afternoon? Welcome to another edition of Gwen and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matthew Scraby. The duo is in our second <laughs> week together. Uh, Chris Ello on assignment. And uh, we got uh, not a full four hours with you today. Obviously, Thursday night football. Scraby's Niners taking on the Jesse Agler Giant. The Yeah, New York Giants, right? Aren't they Jesse's playing? a New York Giants oh, fan? Oh, yes. Why isn't he a Dolphin fan? Have we done this before? We oh, Okay, you know, he's, you know, he grew up a Mets fan. I did not know this. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I think his family was f- from New York, oh, moved to Florida. Wow. Now, okay. You know, he obviously went to the U. Yes. Uh, and worked for the Dolphins at one point, but yeah, no, not a Dolphin fan. Oh, so we're we're enemies tonight. You guys are enemies. Wow. Tonight. I had no idea that Scraby I was going to be facing that. Although Scraby doesn't have much faith in his team, he thinks it's a trap game. I it think is. that's um, I think that's a little far fetched. It's a trap game because uh, no Saquon Barkley, short week. I think they have an offensive tackle out, and I think this is where good teams lose. In Thursday night football. In Thursday night football, overlooking the team maybe. At at New York or at Uh, Santa Clara? Yes, thank you. (laughs) Santa Clara 49ers are playing at home. Actually, I said that at the game last Sunday to a 49er fan. He was so confused. I was like, "Uh, dude, they – okay. The stadium is you now try, in San And, of course, you tried to explain it to the some The stadium is fan. now in Santa Clara. It is not in San Francisco. He's like, but they're still called the San Francisco 49ers. I just put my hands up and walked away. Yeah, so. that's probably probably better better for you to, to go that route. Kirk Kenny will join us in the 2 o'clock hour. Basically, I said that to say that we're only with you guys till 4.30. Uh, we'll have a, a Gwen and Chris pick them uh, in the 4 o'clock hour. Padres, Pen Pal, Daily Gambit. So, Padres have won seven straight, find themselves four and a half games out with nine remaining. <gasps> yeah. And uh, I don't know what to think. Okay, I am so happy you said this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to think. I'm so happy you said it because last night when we did the post-post game show, I came on and said, is anybody as confused as I am about this entire thing? Like, not only are they playing their best baseball of the season, but they're doing it with all of those outside haters coming at them from every single angle. It, it, it's it's mind-boggling. Um, 
all that is well most of that is true i don't know about the last part right uh i mean no so check that all of that is true <laughs> all of that is true i think that they are playing their best baseball now you know you could you can always say well they're playing it against oakland and they played it against rockies the rockies two I don't Terrible care. teams. I don't care. I say they lost two of three to the Kansas City Royals. Who was, who was the other really bad team they lost two of three to that everybody oh, points out? I, I've put it out they of my mind. They got swept by Pittsburgh. They did. They did get swept. And then when Pittsburgh came here, they, they took two of three. It's just been bad. <laughs> and then they beat the Orioles in a series. They so, beat the Angels like when the Angels were strong. So you go figure. Go figure. Um, where do we start? You know where we should start? We should start with Xander Bogarts. Let's do it. Um, dude has been a problem for uh, <laughs> other teams. Really, from the moment the second half started, it hasn't been as loud as it has been as late. But he's been really good. Like, really good. So I, yesterday during the game, I pulled up his... his um, his one, you know, I went to baseball reference, and you know you got your, your career numbers there, and I pulled up the... the 162 average. Mm. He's like right on, with the exception of runs scored and RBIs, he's right at where he typically is. And it's large part due to the crazy hot September he's having right now. Well, in his last 15 games, he's hitting 468 with an OPS well over one. He's a double a day. Yeah, he has. And that's how it's felt. Like he's got, I know he's got a double in like a certain straight, certain amount of straight games, he's got a double. I mean, look, I'll figure that one out with yeah. the double because I know that he has it a lot of those. He's also stole uh, five bases, but for the month of September alone, he's hitting four seventy one. He uh, has hit four home runs. He's balling. He is. He's balling. He is. This is exactly the, Fern- the Fernando, the Xander Bogarts that I thought was going to be all year, but he's been. It's and clear, he's, and he's been doing it in the leadoff spot. By the way, true. Which is, Can you talk about that for a second? Yeah, he, he actually. I actually heard her talk about. This. He, he actually likes. Uh, Getting in the leadoff spot, he does okay. But he, you know, he was hurt. I, talk, I actually talked to him. I got a chance to sit and like have a conversation with him, and it was first time in a, in a little bit of time. Um, I was asking him about the risk, and it's and it's his bottom hand that has been the risk of issue. So that for those who don't know, right handed hitter, that's the the lead hand. That's the hand that puts you on the path. That's how I. That's how I was taught it, at least. It's putting you on the path so that the top hand can then come through on that same plane and and deliver the hammer, right? Um, that was killing him early in the year, and and he pointed. I think it was he said the Cubs series where oh right before Mexico they they knew his his wrist was hurt. They just were pounding, and he said he couldn't get to it. The only move he could make was to go, you know, was to attack around the baseball. And when you think back to a lot of the swings, a lot of the outs he made, it's exactly what was happening. Fast forward to the All-Star break, he gets the quarter zone shot. And since then, I don't know what his second half numbers are. Maybe you can look that up, Scrape. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been really good. He's been really good. This last month, he's been exceptionally good. Um, and so this has been a nice surprise. Big, it's a part of the reason why they've been able to play so well. Blake Snell, he's, he's the next one. This dude is just, he's amazing, man. He is truly, since May, um, the most consistent, and I would say the most dominant pitcher um, in that time span. Obviously. I mean, he's been 
incredible. He did you know that the last hit he gave up, and I'm sure you and Jesse mentioned this. Last hit he gave up was Mookie Betts in the f- bottom of the first last week on September 13th, and then he went 44 hitters after that, or not 44 hitters. I can't do the math in my head, but he went <laughs> he went around 40 hitters after that, and he hadn't given up a hit. I mean that I I don't know what the records are or anything like that, but to me that stands out as awesome. I looked at it. He was one in six. When he got to that May 20-something date. Since then, you see his record is now. He's 14-9, and you know, uh, on the year. So you do the math on that. That's uh, 13-3 and in that time span. Do you think that he has done enough to win the Cy Young at this point? I think he's got to finish these next two starts. I mean, Justin Steele only went three innings last night, gave up six runs. Spencer Strider, he he went. It's funny. I had a I I did a I did a hit in Atlanta today, and he, oh, remember when they said they were they were uh, should they be concerned about yeah, their three game uh, yeah, losing so streak? We we talked about that a little bit. They posed they they how they premised the the how they posed the question to me uh, about Cy Young. They said, "Do you think it's?" Spencer Strider. No, I think it said. Is there, he said, "Is there Spencer Strider and then everybody else?" <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> and I was like, "Nah." I said, "Actually, uh, is is Blake Snell? Is is is?" Do they know who they're talking to? I mean, you know, I don't. I think sometimes they may forget that I actually do the games for the Padres. I might just be yeah. the, one of the the analysts that calls in on their show every once in a while. But yeah, no, I I, I kind of pour cold water on. The thing, and you know, they went to the strikeouts and strikeouts. Spencer Strider has a ton of strikeouts, does, a yeah. lot more than everybody else. Uh, and as I said to them, I don't know if that strikeouts hold as much weight now, considering how much everybody is punching out. Uh, it's still pretty, pretty high clip. Um, not to mention, uh, Blake is the, the walks thing. I think almost I said this before, kind of bolsters his case, right? Because walks are like walks and. and and ERA are like oil and water. Like, they don't really go together. If you're walking dudes, you're normally giving up. You're usually giving up runs. That is not the case for Blake. He had four walks. Seven. This is his line, his last inning. Seven innings, no hits, no runs, four walks, four walks, ten punchies. It's incredible. All years have been incredible. Yeah. And. We were talking a lot about it on the post-post game show last night, but I believe, unless something insane happens, I believe that he has pitched his last game as a Padre at Petco Park because he has made himself so much money this season. It's ridiculous. He's he's like he came into the year. Will Blake Snell turn it around and get a get a contract offer from the Padres? Well, he's going to get a contract offer from a lot of teams. Never say never. You you, you don't know what the market's going to look like. That's true. You know what I'm saying? It certainly seems like he should have, you know, made himself a ton of money. But ultimately, we're going to see where these teams think that is. His age, he'll be 31 going into free agency. Uh, I would say he probably has the less. I mean, I can't remember a, a time I mean, Blake hasn't been hurt. I take that back. He hasn't had any arm issues. Yeah. Everything has been like growing. Or, or he's probably the safest of the of the pitchers that are going to hit the market. 
you know, in, yeah. in a little bit of time. So I mean, you got you got Otani's going to be going on the market. But he's with, not going to He's throw. not going to pitch next year. Julio Urias, uh, it has, we, we don't know what's going to happen. We'll with see that. him again. Yeah, yeah. There's there's Blake Snell, and then there's a lot of there's other a lot guys, of, right? And so, you know, it's sometimes they say it's about timing. I, I would say this is the best timing in the world for him to be going in free agency, considering that. At the start of it, you had probably Otani up here, and then it was probably Julio Urias right there behind him. Now, both of those guys are off the table in terms of 2025, and that you know that's going to, or excuse me, 2024, and you know that's going to uh, impact how teams structure, offer, whatever said deal. So, Blake Snell certainly. I think he is. If he pitches this way the rest of the season, it, he he will be a two time Cy Young. He will be the seventh player to do it in both leagues, um, and we'll get a chance to see hopefully two more of those type of starts too. Yeah, uh, I, I we got a call yesterday, and they were saying that they were a little afraid that Blake Snell would go and leave the Padres and go up to the Dodgers, which does scare me a little bit, and I don't want to see that whatsoever. You know how you know in our industry, people make make these these guesses these claims or, or claims i have heard that i have heard that oh i hate that yeah. <laughs> i hate it because the dodgers don't need blake snell i mean maybe they do in their minds but i don't want them to have him <laughs> no one wants xander to bogarts by the way in the second half he is hitting 322 with an 874 ops and an on base of 367 yeah that's that's more in par on par what what um he typically does. He his OPS plus or that's S OPS plus. I don't want to give that number because I don't know what it is. So <laughs> good, good idea. <laughs> good idea. Fernando, I heard Fernando say something uh, over. I think it was yesterday. Ask and I think the question was: Did he did he notice or why was it that they have played better? You know, and he was very he was very honest. He was he, he was pretty candid when he said that he felt like you know. They may have, he said, may have put a little too much pressure on themselves with the expectations. Uh, but this looks like a different team than the last seven games than what we've seen. I would say all season. Is it like is it like us us against the world type of mentality? I, I don't know, man. It, it seems like, and this is just my outside observation, that the moment it felt the moment it felt like it was done, like it was a done deal for the twenty twenty three season for the twentieth time. <laughs> But it felt real this it time. It felt like okay, now I can really buy. Like this into is this. this is a, this. Is, it's not going to be our year. Yeah, yeah. Is when they started playing better, and it's, it's that crazy. would that would lead you to believe that they felt some weight come off, and now all of a sudden they're playing. The word I keep hearing is free. They just out there, they're out there playing free. Now, some of the twenty twenty three unluckiness has popped up a couple times, like. Well, my man Hallowell fell on the floor and <laughs> happened to be at the same time we were putting on a squeeze. Yeah. And then it just ends and the ball bounces. You can't do anything with it. Like that's the kind of stuff that it also has had happened also, quite, that quite often. Bottom of the eighth inning the uh, two, three nights ago where the, it was zero zero and they had the bases loaded or Fernando was at third and the bad luck happened again because Jerks and Profar hit into a double play. It's no, like that's not yeah, but that's that's I would consider that less bad luck. And more, but I've seen that too much. That's this on year. par of what we've seen with their lack of success with runners at runners in scoring. Position. And all of a sudden, it's turned around. But you're bad. right; there have been some bad luck things. But those bad luck things aren't they're, game changers. They're, but that's thing, in the end, it, it, or all season long, those would doom the team that day. And you like could just you, feel the energy it, be sucked out. Right, of them. it'd be it'd be a wrap. 
it hasn't mattered in the seven-game little run. So I don't know. Like I said, I started ever saying I don't know what to think. I still don't know what to think. <laughs> Good. I that makes me feel so much better. <laughs> like I, I, I mean, obviously there's a part of me that has always been like, man, you never know what could happen, and I, and I, and I, and, I, that, and for this reason is why you say that. But there's still so much that has to go right. You know what I'm saying? Like they got to They've been able to put this kind of pressure on because they haven't lost. It's been seven straight wins. I mean, the first loss they have is is like uh oh because it, 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 they, they can't it, lose it, again. And then it depends on what who who did ahead what. Of them, right? Yeah. If they won, then it you know that's that shortens that magical number. Or I guess that's tragical true, number. Tra- <laughs> wow, I love that <laughs> tragical number. That is great. I've been staring at their tragical number for the past couple of days. It hasn't moved. It's still at six because they keep winning. Yeah. It's, uh, those, those teams, do you think they feel a little bit of pressure from the Padres kind of coming from underneath right now? No, they're probably like, what the hell is this? Like, they've been terrible Dude, all year long. We haven't worried we, about we that. Haven't, we haven't seen this. I mean, no, that's not true because some teams have gotten bludgeoned by the – usually when the Padres have won this year, they, they bludgeon yeah, you. So yeah. they know it's there. They're probably thinking to themselves like, ah, here, this, this is what we were expecting. But we'll see Cardinals coming into town here Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Padres play their last three games here. At Pe- well, maybe their last three games here at Pico Park in 2023. They'll head on the road. They'll take the take on the Giants. They'll take on the White Sox. Giants are reeling. White Sox, I, they, I haven't heard from them in quite some since, Do the, they give since up? the drama. Uh, I don't know if they give up. I just think nobody's paying attention anymore. <laughs> so uh, we got to get to break. We'll check some of the scoreboard. We'll check, get a little, de- we'll delve a little bit deeper into this playoff picture and how the Padres sit, where they sit, all that. More Gwen and Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This hour 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Ashley Furniture. Fall is almost here, and at Ashley, seasonal decorating is a breeze. Snuggle up on a sectional or ultramartin sofa. Gather outside with a new fire pit or conversation set. Conversation set. There you go. Ashley has everything you'll need. Shop in store or visit ashley.com today. Matt Scraby, Tony Gwynn Jr. here in the Odyssey Palace. It's nice to see Tony. You know, 
I, I know the season's coming to an end. And I know that it's maybe. not the way... Maybe. I know it's not the way we thought it would go. Maybe. Maybe. But it is nice to have you back, Tony, because, you know, late in the year, you end up getting to come in studio more often. And it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different thing. It is. Uh, we're set up uh, even better uh, next year, looking at the schedule. There's more home off days. Oh, is there? I think because we go to Korea, we get two extra off days. Oh, nice. So more home off days. I hear, I haven't checked the schedule yet, but I hear Major League Baseball may have gotten wise. I, I know I was talking to our, our Rocky cohorts the other day, and they were saying they go to San Francisco and Oakland in the same trip. Makes sense. Yeah, it, it, wow. How about <laughs> Makes that? Makes sense. You mean they don't, don't go to think... San Francisco, then to San Diego, then to like Arizona, and yeah. then to Oakland? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it usually goes. That's crazy. You know, uh, but they're going to be paying attention to carbon footprint now. I, I don't know if they're, that's why they're doing it, but they're they're certainly uh, at least that's what I hear. I'll look at the schedule and see how All accurate right. it is. But I do know we have more home off days, so I'll get a chance to do this more often. Uh, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Now, schedule wise for the Padres, or I guess the wild card schedule ahead of them. These teams need to just lose out the rest of the season in order for the Padres to get in. And the Padres have to win out the rest of the season. And yesterday, that happened. All the teams that needed to lose did lose yesterday. The Cubs lost. The Marlins lost. The Reds lost. The Giants lost. Now, the Giants are going to be in L.A. tonight playing the Dodgers, which doesn't seem good for them. They just put Brandon Crawford on the I.L. for, I believe, a hamstring injury. So they're kind of sputtering down the stretch. The Reds are 79-75, but they play the Pirates tomorrow. The Cubs are playing the Pirates tonight after losing last night. Uh, Justin Steele having a poor start, and the Cubs are actually three and seven in their last ten, so not good. Marlins are not good for them. Good for us. I was gonna say it's good not, for yeah, them. yeah. The Marlins they lost yesterday against the Mets, and they play tomorrow against the Brewers. So the the Marlins actually have a tough tough schedule. The Giants have an extremely tough schedule with seven games against the Dodgers remaining, and the Padres have kind of a. They have to do what they've been doing, beating the teams they're supposed to beat because with the Cardinals coming to town, then you go play Giants, and then you go play White Sox, as Tony laid out last So segment. in the Giants-Dodger matchup, you got Kyle Harrison, who the Padres faced. Yeah, he's a rookie, right? Rookie versus Emmett Sheehan, who I have no idea. Who, I, I thought he's been, pitching, he's been pitching okay. Three and one with a five four four. Okay, zero eight went up. I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I didn't. This is the first time I've. We didn't see him. You know, yeah. Padres didn't see him. So uh, we'll see what happens. There's really the only two. Only team playing. Oh, the Cubs play the Pirates. Let's see what that matchup is. That is. Uh, uh, Johan Oviedo. That's the. That's the kid that uh, him and Acuna got into. It. Oh, he, oh, oh. That, he also. Pitched really well against the Padres. I he think, did pitch really well year. against the Padres and Cal, Kyle Hendricks uh, for the Cubs. So, man, how about Cody Bellinger? He's having a heck of a year. I didn't see that. He <laughs> signed a one-year deal, right? Yep. This is a he signed a one-year bet on himself deal. And look what's okay. Let's talk about this because. It's seeming clear to me that players sometimes play a little bit better in their contract years. Blake Snell is obviously playing a lot better than he has as a Padre in his contract year. Cody Bellinger betting on himself, playing really well after struggling with the Dodgers down the stretch. Like, is there actually something to that? For some guys, yeah. For some guys, they they rise to the occasion. But there's plenty of guys who fold up and not necessarily fold up, but just don't have the success. Uh, on their contract years and, you know, 
have to take another one year prove it deal. You know, and you only get so many of those before they're like, uh, you, we don't need you to prove it. We know what you are. <laughs> <laughs> is, it's not a prove this, it deal this, anymore. This is, this is what we're giving you. It's a, yeah, you are this player <laughs> take deal. Take it or leave it deal is what <laughs> there it, you it, go. it you becomes. You want to stay in baseball. Here, take this. <laughs> it becomes that way after a while. But, yeah, certainly uh, I, it's it, it's – I'm not gonna lie. When I picked up my phone today and looked at the, I, I went to, went to secure to see what the where where the Padres were at wild card wild card wise to see the four and a half, it was jarring. It's like, yo, that, that's actually close. Do you think they're even paying attention to that in the clubhouse? They gotta be. They uh, gotta be. They're playing free though. Maybe then for that reason, maybe they're not. Maybe they're just like you know what, forget it. Let's just go play. See, see where the chips fall. I just, I still can't get over the fact that the the season they're. This is the twenty twenty three Padres season when you get sucked back in, and you start cheering for them again and start believing again. Something bad's gonna happen. Something bad's gonna happen. But maybe it's not gonna happen this time, and maybe it'll all work out for the Padres. I'm, I, I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping. Luis Camposano is another guy that has been playing really well. Oh uh, gosh, Lewis he has, has been, to be the guy next year. I, I I don't know how you could say otherwise. I don't know why they didn't play more in the. I mean, after maybe the second half. Well, because you had Gary Sanchez, who was having a pretty good season. I mean, he had twenty homers in like a short period of time. That's true. That's true. But he's a boomer bust home run guy. He is, and so maybe Campy is your guy going in with. And if you can bring a, a guy like Gary Sanchez to to be your backup, I don't know if that's what he's going to want to do. He's probably going to have some opportunities now after, you know. But he wants in. to stay with the Padres because they 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 gave him a chance when he was down. I, and ho- out. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> but Luis Camposano having, having both of those guys as your backstop next year, I I, I wouldn't turn. Down. I mean, he doesn't just hit home runs. He can hit. What I love about Luis is that you've seen him. Go from uh, a young hitter who was like trying to force action, make it happen, to like now just kind of taking with the pitcher. When he f- gets to two strikes, how he's willing to just cut down his swing and, and put the ball in play. He went down into like a knee the other day oh, to yeah. hit, the, hit that slider, dump it in the left. Yeah. Then he had to pinch hit a uh, single yesterday to tie the game. Like that's, that's, uh, the fact that, I mean, the fact that, that, that Bo Mel. Went, was comfortable like with going to the young guy in that spot was I think that's big time for his confidence and then him coming through. It's nice, man. His clutch rating is is going through the roof. I'm sure on the, on the show. Do they update Joy, those Joy the finally barrel oh, I mean, yeah. crushed a ball. Still getting in love, but you know he got the the t- go ahead run in yesterday. I gotta say that that night that they walked it off when Choi had that at bat late in the game and he swung he went, two oh, he went terrible two. pitches and I was like, he what are his, you doing? He faced the same guy back to back nights. He fell behind oh, on Lawrence. Oh okay. two, he drew the walk. I think that's why he was so much better yesterday off of Lawrence. So he, he, he had, the sack he had already he already seen so everything from him at that point. Yeah, I was uh I was watching the game with my dad and I was like, this guy, what what is he doing in there? Like I could swing better than that. And then he works the walk and I'm like, all right. I mean I did not see a walk coming from Choi. But Garrett Cooper's another guy that's been been You know who else has been nice? Matthew Batten. We're going to have a Padres pen pal question about Garrett Cooper I, and Matthew I, Batten. I think he could be playing himself into like a utility type role for this ball club. It's it's not always pretty, but he gets it done, man. I I, I it is I, I love guys that get an opportunity. Yes, it doesn't work as well at the time, and like 
take advantage of it. And he's had a lot of opportunity this second half. He has. The more he's gotten, the better he's gotten. Yeah. And so, and I'm not sitting here saying that he, he's going to be like in the mix for starting a starting spot, but you can use a guy like him on your roster. You do all the dirty work. For do sure. we know what's up with Hassan Kim yet? I know, I know he has that, abdominal I know I saw, discomfort. I know I saw him taking grounders yesterday, okay. so right. I think that's a good sign. That is a good they sign. Took, they took some infield early. He was one of the guys out there. He was, uh, you know, he was moving around pretty decent. So, so you, I, but you were saying Xander Bogarts likes to hit out of the leadoff spot. Now, if Hassan Kim comes back, are you moving Hassan Kim out of there and you keeping Xander because he's I hot? Mean, I don't know. Hassan's had got, had a long run of being pretty good. I don't know if you move him. I mean, he was starting. It, the 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 tough part is. All right, you can. I guess the, the the good part is when this abdominal thing hit him, he was starting to struggle a little bit. He was kind of um, in a little little bit of a soft spot there. So I don't know. Good question for uh, Mr. Bo Mel. Yes, a good question for Mr. <laughs> Bo Mel for sure. Uh, all right, you know what? Right now, because people are so you know nice and listening to the show, I think it's time to give a chance to win a pair of tickets to Sunday's Padres Cardinals game. Join the Padres for the last home game of the regular season and celebrate Hispanic, Hispanic Heritage, Heritage Weekend. Yeah. Go to the pod, go to Padres.com slash Hispanic Heritage to learn more. But right now, 833-288-0973. be the I told Frank the tenth caller yesterday. I will take the sixth caller into ninety-seven three the fan right now. Sixth. Huh? The sixth, because that's all the lines we got on the phone. Yesterday Frank put me in the corner and so I told him he's gotta take ten calls before it happens. So if you want to win those tickets for Sunday's Padres last Cardinals home game, game, last home game, possibly possibly <laughs> uh just give us a call right now, be the sixth caller, and you win. On the other side, we are gonna to talk to Kirk Kenny of the San Diego Union Tribune. Actually, I've already talked to him. Him, but uh, we're going to talk about the Aztecs game against Boise State tomorrow night. Also, his thoughts on Dion in Colorado. So that's up next on 97.3 The Fan. The NFL is back, and primetime games are available free from Westwood One and live here on 97.3 The Fan and on the Odyssey app. Tonight, listen to the Giants and 49ers, as we said, right here on 97.3 The Fan, 4.30 after our show, or simply download the Odyssey app. And search for the 97.3 The Fan at kickoff. You'll be able to check it out there as well. We yeah. got you covered on all bases. Yes, we do. Uh, if you listen to 97.3 The Fan, you'll hear all the good Westwood One stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking some football with my man Marcus McNeil. Oh, yeah. yeah Marcus I, I, has been uh, on the show the last two weeks. He's going to be on the show every Tuesday at 340 is what we're going to try to keep. And he uh, he's he, our in-house NFL analyst. Yes, he is. And love it. I, I love Marcus. But on Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday this week. I, I have no idea what day it is. Now I know what Tony feels like every day. But the he, <laughs> only reason why I know today is Thursday is because it was an off day. Like I had like, <laughs> and it's Thursday night football. <laughs> and it's Thursday night football. Exactly. But Marcus, was I need supposed to... I need markers in order to really know. Like if the day is just a baseball game. I'm probably going to be lost. I need like a day game. If it's a night game, I'm I'm in trouble. If there's a bunch of football on in college, it's a Saturday. Right, right. Those are my markers. Of, yeah, Those yeah. are my markers. But Marcus was supposed to join by Zoom last week because he's going to come in studio here and there and then join by Zoom. But we could not get the Zoom working. 
And I felt bad for poor Marcus because I know that he was panicked because he was supposed to be on the show. I was panicked because I couldn't get the Zoom working. I know you were panicked. Frank was just like sitting here doing nothing. I'm like, Frank, can you please do something? Why are you always shooting strays at at Frank, man? He ain't (sighs) even here to defend himself. I know, but it's just so much fun. It is a lot of fun. That's what people did to me when I was coming up was, in radio. I, you know, what was going in my head. I guess it is. What so I'm finally in a spot. Scra- where, I guess it is what Chris and I do to him all the time. Yeah, I'm right? finally in a spot where I could kind of just take shots at Frank and and move on with it. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. All right. So yeah. yesterday I caught up with Kirk Kenny. He it, he talked to me about the game against Boise State, the Aztecs game against Boise State tomorrow night at Snapdragon. Also, I asked for his thoughts on Dion and how Colorado is running things. So here is that. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline is Kirk Kenny of the San Diego Union-Tribune. Thanks, Kirk, for fitting us in between Bonanza and Leave it to Beaver. Uh, we really appreciate your time today. No problem, guys. I... Uh... I uh, saw the two episodes that in question, so uh, I'm good to go. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. Uh, let's just start with the game that's coming up with, for the Aztecs against Boise State on Friday. And Friday is correct. They are going to be playing Friday at Snapdragon Stadium. And outside of UCL, the UCLA game, I think this has to be one of the more popular games on the home schedule. But again, it's on a Friday night, and it seems like people are busy. There's lots of tickets still available. What are your thoughts on the Friday night college football game? Uh, I, I really don't like it, um, and several coaches have commented before, you know, the way traditionally things are set up is you have high schools on Friday, college on Saturday, and the NFL on Sunday. So when you start moving things around, I think it, it inhibits being able to go watch something you might otherwise see. Uh, Brady Hoke even referred to it Tuesday in his press conference, how, you know, he'd rather have the high schools get Fridays and, and you know, they, they play on Saturdays where the high schools can actually come out and watch them. Yeah, I think uh, a couple of years ago I heard Rocky Long saying he likes to take in high school football on Friday nights. So, you know, maybe that's something that's going around in the city, college coaches going out there. But uh, it is a little strange to me. I would go to the game, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there because of me getting off work late and everything. Uh, so hopefully people are able to get there. Uh, there are tickets still available, so you should go to GoAztecs.com. But last week the Aztecs played up at Corvallis, at Oregon State. They hung, they hung in there for a little bit. Uh, but Oregon State is a good team, and no one thought it was really going to be that easy. So the team's lost two in a row now, and I'm curious if Rocky – or not Rocky Long, Brady Hoke had a message for you guys in the media scrum this week about you know what they're going to be facing. Oh, I think he's still encouraged that his team's given a lot of effort. Um, you know, they just came off two games back-to-back against Pac-12 teams that are both now in the top 25, so they're probably the biggest challenges that they'll face this season. Now they head into the Mountain West, so I think that experience should come back and benefit them. But they, uh, in getting into the Mountain West, they're playing right off the bat Boise State, and then next week is Air Force, which are the two teams picked to finish first and second in the Mountain West. So it's, you know, from one in, into another big challenge. Yes, it definitely is. Kirk Kenny joining us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. How much should I read into the last two games uh, against two good teams? Should I read anything into it? Um, well, I think we would have liked to have seen more offense out of the Aztecs. They they were really good probably between the 30s or the 35s, but they just once they get the red zone, red zone they've been having some struggles. So that will be one thing I think to watch out for and see if they can have more success there. Uh, I think um, 
the other thing that maybe a lot of fans aren't aware of is the Mountain West for the last dozen years has been two divisions. It's been a, a Mountain Division and a West Division, and the two winners meet in the Mountain West Championship game. This year they've gone to one 12-team division, and the reason behind that is it makes sure that you get your top two teams in the championship game. But the other side of that is if you struggle out of the gate, you have a very difficult road to try and get back and uh, still make it to the championship game. So that's what the Aztecs are facing in going in against Boise State and Air Force right off the bat. I mean, the, are, are these must-win games for the rest of the season if they want to be able to get into the championship game? I think Friday's game is perhaps the most important game of the season for the Aztecs because okay. if they lose Friday, then they really have to win at Air Force, and Air Force is 3-0 and and playing very well. It, it, because here's, here's how it sets up. If you lose to both of these teams and you have two losses, the only way to, break a, to win a tiebreaker is to finish a game ahead of those teams. So that would mean both of those schools have to finish with three losses. And I think that's a big ask. Yeah, it does seem like a big ask. We're talking to Kirk Kenny here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline, talking about the Aztecs playing Boise State on Friday at Snapdragon Stadium. Now, the offense is coming along slowly. They're not scoring many points. And I personally like watching Jalen Maiden play. Uh, but it, it's not coming together as quickly as I thought it would. But I guess... That's what you. Uh, that's what happens when you get a new offensive coordinator in, the, in there. But should I be patient with the offense, or should I be kind of panicking? Well, I wouldn't be panicky, but um, you know, patience is a virtue, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, so I don't want to say it's a step down in talent against Boise State, but it is a, a Mountain West team rather than a Power Five. And what I'm what I'm getting at is. Last week, Jalen Maiden was chased around a lot. He was sacked six times. Boise State had six sacks last week also, but it was against North Dakota. Other than that, they've only had two all season. So I, I think San Diego State's offensive line should be able to fare better against Boise State than it did against Oregon State, and I think that supplies some hope. Yeah, I've been thinking about the offense lately and about kind of their skill positions. I mean, if you're a wide receiver, what is the – What's the draw to San Diego State outside of the the obvious of the weather and all that stuff? But if you're a good wide receiver, why would you want to come to San Diego State to play for for that offense? Well, I think that's the thing they have to, you know, get through to kids going forward. I mean, Ryan Lindley's the offensive coordinator now. He's their all-time passing leader, and I think he should be able to spread a message that they're going to do more passing going forward. Um, as far as, you know, everybody else has been the last decade, this has been more of a running back you, and I think they still want to establish a run, and in fact, that's something big to establish this week against Boise State. But they want to be a lot more balanced, and in fact, they do want to get more passes out there and stretch the field some. Talking to Kirk Kenny on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline, San Diego Union Tribune. Now, where through four games, what, I guess, position group has surprised you the most with how they're playing? Maybe the running backs. I, I thought they would be more productive than they've been. Uh, Jalen Maiden has been leading the team in rushing. And and they have a pretty good, I think, running backs room, but nobody's really stepped forward to be the guy. And I think that's the thing we need to see going forward. Uh, can Jalen Maiden, he's their biggest bruiser, but he's had a little bit of trouble early on holding on to the football. So he's got to prove that he can do that. And then their uh, fastest guy is a local kid from Madison High, Kenan Christian. And I, I think they need to get him more out in space where he can use his uh, sprinter speed and make some things happen. So I think that's the biggest thing to watch for is if the running game can start pulling its weight a little bit more. 
talking to Kurt Kenny, and I'm going to ask you about a different school, not San Diego State, but everybody is talking about Colorado, and everybody is talking about the hit the other night, and Dion came out and said, we forgive him. But do you think that the Colorado hype is as uh, only it's only going to last as long as they win or will it continue well they play oregon and usc in the next two weeks so yeah. you would have to think that those will probably be losses and if they're not man the 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 uh guy's the limit but even if they lose the next two i think they're still very fun to watch very interesting to watch and there'll be somebody a team to watch for the rest of the season. I, I watched the uh, second half of that game over the weekend, and, and it was tremendously entertaining. But at the same time, I was disappointed with Colorado State. I, I really felt like they went after some of the Colorado players. And mm. I think part of their thinking might have been, you know, we need to try and intimidate them by doing some things. The, the hit that put out the kid for Colorado, I, I thought was just a terrible hit. And obviously, you know, it shouldn't have led to death threats for that kid. Yeah. But – but I was surprised that maybe there weren't some repercussions of maybe he gets suspended for a game or two for, for putting on a hit like that. And overall, I think they had uh, – they set a school record for penalty yards, and they had more penalty yards than I think any school's had in about six or eight years. So I think there was something up with that, and I don't think it got talked up enough. Yeah, I don't think so either. It kind of just got swept under the rug. But, I mean, the guy, Travis Hunter, he had a lacerated kidney, I think it was. It seemed pretty serious. A, lung, a lacerated lung. A lacerated, well, okay, lacerated lung, not not too bad compared to a kidney. <laughs> but, jeez, I mean, and it's... I, it, I wouldn't want to have a lacerated anything. So. No, no, not, not at all. Um, Deion Sanders, though, has taken over college football, and he has put forth a plan, I think, that... Other colleges are going to try and emulate. Do you think it's a plan that can work, or is it a Dion specific plan? Well, I think Dion definitely brings something additional to the table because he's such a dynamic figure that I'm sure a lot of kids want to go play for him. I don't know how many other coaches could bring in more than 80 guys and 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 get 80 guys that really can contribute. Um, San Diego State the last couple of years brought in about a half a dozen guys, and I and they wanted to bring in more this year, and they just didn't find quality enough guys that would come to school to um, fill all eight slots that they were trying to fill. So I think it, it's kind of unique to Colorado and Dion, um, but but it, it will be interesting to see you know how much does Dion make other coaches take pause and think you know what else can they be doing to maybe transform their team in just a year's time. That's that's true, and I think some other coaches are just very angry at Dion for making them work just a little bit harder, I think. Because Dion is, he just has, a, I guess, a circus that just follows him everywhere. It was proven last week against Colorado State. I mean, the most viewers ever for an ESPN Saturday night football game. So people are definitely paying attention to the hype, Kirk. I'll bet you there's a little bit of jealousy in the coaching community. Here's a guy that, you know, has been only coaching at the college level for a couple of years and gets his first chance at a power five school. Meanwhile, there's other coaches who've been, you know, toiling away, finally getting their chance and, you know, they're not getting nearly the attention that he gets, but that's just kind of how the world is, right? No, it definitely is. I can understand why coaches would be a little jealous because, you know, sometimes there's broadcasters out there that get, you know, raised through the, the ranks and everything, and then all of a sudden they're on national TV, and I get a little jealous. So I think it's just natural for people to get <laughs> a little jealous. Uh, all right, Kirk, thank you for joining us. Hope you have a good time at the game on Friday. Everybody go and uh, look for his Twitter and also his articles in the Union Tribune. Thank you, Kirk. All right. Thanks a lot, Matt.
That was Kirk Kenny of the San Diego Union Tribune on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Well done, Spray. Well done, oh, thank buddy. You, thank, you. thank you very much. Cutting his teeth. Oh, I was very nervous about the out because nice I work. can't give Chris and yourself stuff when yes, you guys mess up the sure out could. and then I mess up the out. You, de- you definitely couldn't record it because I sure enough would have been on your head if you would have beat that up. Like, And by the way, we do it without even trying to read it. Uh, we know. It's fun. We, we, we know. <laughs> we, we know. All right, let's get to break. Three o'clock hour on the way. Daily Gambit also on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.